0: You know, there's been something that I've been thinking about. I'm in the process of um, adding a few things to the main script of my new book that's coming out next year. It's a cookbook, but it has a memoir-esque feel to it, right? So I'm going over a whole bunch of things in my life, and the more... I have to expound on stories. It's the more I have to open up doors that were nailed shut and then look around the room and assess the damage with this emotional intellect that I have now and this just ability to pick apart real life instances to see Where things really really went wrong and, you know, I get to have a different type of compassion, understanding. Um, I get to see the lessons learned. It's a whole bunch of different things that I get to see looking back, you know, what happens if I tilt my head in another direction and look at it, you know, because I have to write it. I have to remember it, write it, and then reread it to make sure it makes sense. And that has been a very interesting process, you know, because I'll give you an example. I always had an issue, and I may have touched on this before a couple seasons back, I'm not sure, but um, my daughter went to the same middle school I went to, but the principal was actually the math teacher that I had, and it was a math teacher whose looks, tones, comments, words, responses, treatment really made me feel, well, confirmed what I already felt about myself, that I just wasn't good at math or that I was dumb, right? Do I think she wanted to do that? No, I think people just don't necessarily think of children and put respect on the top of their list you know they just think they'll recover I think I think that's the subconscious thought with kids well they're young they can handle it or they're young they haven't you know or they'll forget right um well anyway she was very rough with me. And of course, there'd be some days that I would talk. I would talk in class and stuff like that. And I was never a disrespectful student as far as like being rude to her or being sassy. You know, I was never, I was never sassy. And um, I remember one day I, I tried to You know, I thought, I'm so tired of failing. I'm tired of failing. I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do the things right and I'm going to pay attention in class and I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to ask for help and all that stuff that, you know, your parents tell you to do. So I did that. And she just, one time I remember in particular, she embarrassed the hell out of me because she's, When I tried to answer a question, she shut me down. I don't remember what she said anymore. She had a very specific tone, but she shut me down. And I know, and I don't get embarrassed easily, so I just kind of, at that point, I stopped doing math in class. I would go in class and do history homework while she was talking because I was going to fail anyway. And she used to let me do it because she was just like, she's going to fail anyway. And um, I walk into the school, fast forward to when heavens in middle school. I walk into the school and I'm like, oh, hey, Mrs. Such and Such. You know, I still remember her name, but I just, uh, yeah, you know, Mrs. Such and Such. And I was like, oh, you know, you're the principal. And she said, yeah, and of course, now, let me, let me pause it for a second. You got to realize that I'm a grown woman walking in there. So whatever's on her grown woman heart at the time, if she spill it out, you know, and I told her, oh, I just saw another side. Oh, my God. That's why she told me all that. Anyway, I told her what years I went. And when she, she said, I remember you. When she said, that, you know. And after a while, she said, that was a rough time. You know, my son was autistic. And you could imagine, if I'm born in early 80s, 82, right? If I'm born in 82, when I'm in middle school, autism, people still, I mean, people talk about autism now. But, you know, they still try to act like the kid is just awkward. You know, they look at it like it's a sentence for life or something. But it's just like you know, a category, though nobody wants to be put in there, you know, um, well, she told me about the autism and she told me about how she was going through a divorce, you know what I just realized when I said, oh, I just saw another side," I realized that she realized what she was back then. You see how revisiting stuff and then taking the, the time to step back and just watch the events happen. Like, you got to hit rewind and just watch the movie to catch different parts. You know how you watch a movie again. You say, oh, my God, I just noticed he was looking sideways. That's That should have told me he was the killer, right? The same thing with us. The same thing with us. We got to look back at stuff. We can't just let stuff be. We can't be so hurt that we never revisit. Give yourself time, but you can't be so hurt that you never revisit. Because sometimes you need to go back just to see what it really was. What was your real part? Yeah, they did this. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, you'll never. They're out of your circle, blah, blah, blah. Baby, how they got there, you know? And you want to understand, but you don't want to overstand. When you overstand someone, understand. See, like, okay, he did these wrong things to me because I let him. And, you know, he was probably whatever, never taught. Or maybe I just realistically wasn't his type. And he held a silent grudge, which that's a real thing you know, you know, because he's settled, he's a little, he treats you away because he knows he's settled, or she treats you away because she knows that she's settled for you, and you're not living up to the, (laughs) the delusion she thought or he thought you would turn into, you know, those things, you know, you don't try to dig deep into that, you don't try to dig deep into, that's just like when I thought about um, the person who molested me, I said, you know, when I was talking to myself and listening to God in moments, and I was hearing, I was seeing, like, visions in my mind of you know, we all were watching, you know, not all kids or not all young people are able to watch certain things. You know, it triggers certain things in them early. They don't understand, you know, um, they can get deep into perversions, a whole bunch of different things, you know, and he had, a very very free situation and you know a lot of men old school wise believe that introducing young young boys to sex keeps them from being gay so they do that and then all of a sudden they don't know what to do with these feelings so they're executing things. Bam. Stop. Don't go too far into that. He was exposed to too much. There you go. And I just, I was in a way. I was a victim of his free will, got it. I was a victim of somebody else's choices to leave us alone and whatever it was. You know, you don't go too deep into it. You understand it, you stop. Because once you overstand somebody, you know, you begin to build a tolerance for it. And then more people are allowed in your realm to do those things to you, right? And, you know, I realized, I think it was a couple of days ago I was thinking about this. I said, you know what, we try to over-explain and try to over-understand people because paying attention to them being hurt takes away from you being hurt. And, you know, you feeling the hurt because you don't want to feel it. It's not that you, you don't want to feel it. Like, how can I stop feeling this? It's the same reason why people... You know, get out of one relationship and jump into another. Trust me, sometimes it's needed. I know I've done that a kachillion times. But, you know, um... You do that to get out of the pain that you're already in. You know? But that's not a healthy way to do it. It's not. But, um... Going through this process, I've seen a lot of different things and know that, know that some things that hurt you, once you go back through them, you leave with a different understanding. And I think when you go back through them, what you do is open up space for compassion and mercy. We all need it. And we need to give it. I believe a lot of people believe mercy is like letting we think anything that's love centered after someone hurt us is letting them off easy. Chow, let me tell you what the universe is not gonna do. Let anything off easy. <laughs> as for any of us, we have to everything that we deal with is a is A reaction, a repercussion, a reward, like everything is something. It's all us doing it. And even with me saying the universe, it's like ourselves, our God-like beings won't let us get away with it because we set things into motion, you know, for ourselves. Just because we don't see it don't mean that they don't pay for what they did. That's something that's really tough to digest. I've been dealing with things for about over, for sure. It's come this August, it's going to be like about a year since some things happened in my life, a specific situation, and you think, God, people just trample through your life and just get away with it? No, that's not the way things are set up. Did you ever get away with anything? Nope. I bet if you're honest, you could comb through your life and say, "Mm, this happened because of this, and this happened because of this, and I sowed this seed over here, you know. But I, I encourage you to revisit those rooms. You know. I've been a little bit more silent than than usual because I've had to uh, uproot and relive so much stuff that, you know. In short, I just say it, or you know, in short, I'll say, "Oh, I got pregnant at sixteen. I do this. I do that. I got better. Art, blah, blah, blah. you know." but to stop it and take a ragtail comb, a real fine tooth comb and comb through that. And then it stops being, I got pregnant at 16. And then I have to explain, well, I was failing so much in school. The teachers had disdain when they saw me, you know, because you know, when kids, you say, why would that be? If you weren't sassy, why would they have disdain? Because it's, you know, when a kid is failing, even though you think, you know, that kid is not doing work, you still kind of feel like you're supposed to fix things. And if you can't fix it, you feel like, oh, you're showing off that I'm not a good teacher. No, ma'am, that little girl didn't do a damn homework. It's that little girl. It's, you know, whatever. You know, so I had disdain from teachers. I had, you know, um, Guys never liked me. And if guys liked me, they only liked me when uh, when their friends couldn't see. Because if their friends saw, they wouldn't like me, you know. Then the shoe, you know, the clothes, shoes, I never really had that. And then I grew up in New Orleans where, you know, light-skinned, dark skin, and I, I was not light-skinned. So <laughs> guys were not checking for me in school how they checked for the other girls, you know. And then, you know, that same thing happened, you know, at home or when I got around family or anything, you know. Everyone pays more attention to the kids who are doing better in school because they seem like something that has hope, you know. Um... Then I started working at a corner store and only grown men paid attention to me. So I thought that those men, oh, oh, this is the thing. Oh, boy, regular, young boys don't like me. Yeah, men like me mm, at baby, baby at 14, 15. Mm, that's a pedophile, baby. You know, but I didn't know that, you know, so... You see how I had to go back and comb through all of that, you know, but it but it also made me have compassion for myself because God, you were really convinced that you were this and that, and it and it was just all these components you didn't understand, and nobody was able to explain it to you emotionally to say like we say to kids like hey everyone has a funny stage and boys like this and boys like that and you know and sometimes teachers have bad days like none of those things when explained you see what I'm saying you see how going back through stuff and not just saying it in chunks going back through stuff say you have a, a failed marriage go back through it why did you even get in that in the first place? Because I didn't get love here. Because I thought this was the best I can do. Why did I think that? Because of my childhood. What was wrong with your childhood? My parents. They were this. They were that. Let's be honest. You know, it. it and it takes the weight off of you calling yourself stupid, you know? Why do we do that? We get in situations and we get out and we call ourselves stupid. We say what we shouldn't have did. We say what we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. Damn it! Who taught you? You know that's what. That's what. You know. I know it wasn't right for a lot wife to look back, but sometimes we got to look back to get perspective. You gotta. You gotta look in that rearview mirror. And allow things to be close. The, the review mirror used to make me anxious. And at one point it made me mad. Because I thought why is it closer than it appears? You know. I want it to be right where it is. If it's close be close. If it's far be far. You know. So you know. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to. Once again, revisit with compassion and understanding. And when you revisit stuff, you'll notice that the lights, each time you do it, because you might do it multiple times, don't get it twisted. One time ain't enough. You know, people think, oh, I did it one time. No, 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 no. Anything in life, no one time is enough. You know? The lights change, the music change, the lighting change. Whenever I think about that class with that lady, the tone is not different anymore. The room is actually a little brighter because as a mother and as a wife, I feel her. I couldn't imagine having... Is the word discord, I'm thinking? Having that everywhere in the classroom. Who knows what the staff was doing? About the fucking principal. Who knows what they were doing? You know, now that we know, <laughs> you know, the real workings of inter-office stuff. And I know we could say, well, I have stuff too. Yeah, that's the purpose. And that stuff is hard for you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you give people an attitude sometimes. And it's not letting them letting them get away with it because you have no power over that. Them getting away with that or them suffering. They got some people who really believe they're making somebody suffer. Girl, they don't think about you. Girl, Merry Christmas. They never, ever think. They're not waking up thinking about you, baby, as much as you want to think that they are. I know every day they're regretting. No, they not, girl. they they liking somebody's picture right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know, but yeah, but revisit the things that you've been through so you can change the narrative, you know, I think the narrative that we sit with can cause us more pain, the original narrative, you know, Go back and look for different perspectives. Don't look for ways that you should have known and you should have. Don't look for ways to further abuse yourself as punishment for dealing with whatever, with with, whatever you dealt with. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go back for that. Don't go back to say, "See, I should have known." You know, go back and have empathy and care for that other version of you and then go back to look and see how much of what they did to you or what just incurred occurred in general wasn't really about you though it seemed like it was directed and directly directly affected you you know Because it hurt to go through all of those things because I couldn't just give the bullet points. I had to explain to someone as if they'd never met me before. You know? It's not, it, you know, it was a very good thing that I had to do that. Because something about me is lighter. I can't exp- I, I I mean I am explaining it, so I can't say I can't explain it but something about me is a lot lighter. Now that I've iron- ironed it out and looked back through the room. You know how you clean a room before you leave the house and you do that one last look over the room before you walk away and leave the house knowing that your house is clean. That's what you have to do with yourself on the inside emotionally with this. And you'll have a big ease and you'll be happy that you took that chance to revisit the past to give yourself a new narrative. If this podcast has helped you in any way and you want to donate to this podcast, you can donate through Vimeo Toya-Body or Cash App dollar sign Toya-Body. T-O-Y-A-B-O-U-D-Y. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to share it with a friend. See you next time.